Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Longhorn Confidential coming to you on Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. And we thought 2020 was something else. How about the new year? Kirk Bowles, Brian Davis, Daniel Davis, and me, Cedric Golden, coming to you. Um, Texas has a new football coach, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, called me shocked at the news. I'll start with you, Kirk. Uh, I, we were settling into a little bit of hoops on Saturday with the fighting Shakas, and then this happened. What's your reaction? Well, he sure stole the thunder from Shaka Smarts. No. Best day of the Longhorn, beating Kansas, mauling Kansas at Fall Gallon. That, that's a shame. But uh, on other levels, it's also very strange and bizarre. Uh, Chris Del Conte did say Tom Herman, he told us, Tom Herman would be the coach in 2021, but I didn't know it was uh, 10 hours or 12 hours uh, before he pulled the uh, rug out from under Tom Herman, but uh, it wasn't long in 2021. So uh, uh, Chris Del Conte really gets an F for transparency, in my opinion, as far as the coaching hire. It's, it, it seems to me like it's more of a lateral move. It, it's, it doesn't really move the needle. And I think, Steve Sarkeesian is a terrific coach. He's a great play caller, uh, an offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide. But, you know, he wasn't that successful as a head coach. So I would ask you all, is, that, is he any more proven as a head coach than Tom Herman was after two years at Houston? Brian. My biggest issue with today isn't so much um, Steve Sarkeesian, quite frankly, although I do agree with Kirk. I think this is a lateral hire. Um, and, you know, and, and the, but here's the thing. It's the way that Texas got to this decision is, is what I'm bothered by. All of this was very un-Texas. Um, flirting with Urban Meyer, the lukewarm statement from Del Conte, telling Tom, uh, you know, you're gonna, or he's the coach. Up oh, then, now he's not the coach, you know, after they would have gone eight and three had they played a full schedule. Um, I, I think it's shady, quite frankly. I think it's shady the way this whole thing has been handled. And it's all be, – let's be honest. Let's be real. The only reason Tom Herman is now no longer the coach at Texas is because some high-level boosters and probably some regents, they don't like him as a person. That's it. It has nothing to do with the winning. It has nothing to do with, you know, what goes on on the field. It's they don't like his – they didn't like his antics. They didn't like the, you know, the Texas Bull shtick and the, the fighting Mike Gundy. Thing, and then headbutting Malcolm Roach and the double bird to the LHN cameras. I mean, that's a pretty lengthy list when you really look at it. But still, conduct on becoming the Texas coach, that's why he's no longer the head coach of Texas anymore is these high-ranking people, they just didn't like Tom Herman as a person. What do you think happened there, Danny? Uh, does it go beyond that, or is, is there anything else that comes into your mind when you think about Tom Herman's ouster? I mean, he also had that antic where he had the audacity to stand behind his black players this summer, and we know how that uh, that went over with some some fans. And it'd be 
foolish of anyone. I mean, you can say what you want in the Facebook comments. It'd be foolish for you to say that that did not play a role in, in this decision with the, with the eyes of Texas and just the fallout from um, that this summer and, and this fall in the Oklahoma game. But yeah, I mean, who's excited about this hire? I mean, if, if you're a true Texas fan, who, who saw, I mean, you may have been excited about Tom getting pushed out. You've been wanting, wanting that move. And to be honest, that may be good for all parties involved with how everything kind of fell apart with the Urban Meyer thing. But when the Sarkeesian news started popping up right around the same time, I mean, who, who looked at that and was overly excited? I mean, he has a track record as a, as a head coach at a power five school, which is something that Tom didn't have, which is something that Charlie didn't have. So, I mean, that's a, that's a positive step um, forward, I guess. But, you know, you know, his record, not great, but, you know, he also took over a winless Washington team too. So that may have something to do with his overall record, but it's just not, if you were, if you were a couple of weeks ago thinking that Urban Meyer was going to be your big get, and then you were going to settle for Brian Kelly or, you know, some other really big name coach and you end up with Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, how, how excited are you as a Texas fan? Um, I, I can't imagine that you're going to bed, that you're doing cartwheels into your bed tonight. But you know, the thing that, the thing that popped into my head while I was watching that thing, and I, I don't like the way they handled it, the uh, introductory press conference. They had us type in our, our questions on the ch- in the chat room, and that wasn't to, for expediency. That was to keep Sarkeesian and Chris Del Conte and Kevin L. Tyfe from answering some really tough questions. Jay Hartzell as well. We, we want to know why you hired this guy. We know his credentials on a football field, but we also know that, that, that he's a recovering alcoholic, and we, we know that he had problems at Southern Cal. We also know that Tom Herman somewhere fell out of favor with CDC. CDC didn't tweet much after the Oklahoma State upset. Uh, we didn't hear a lot from him after they put up a 69-burger against uh, K-State and then uh, uh, another 55 um, in, in the bowl game. So uh, we knew that that was lukewarm at best. The thing that, that really pops into my head, Duck, um, I think that if Charlie Strong had these numbers, he might still be the coach. If Charlie <laughs> Strong, who was likable and respected and loved by his players, right. went 4-0 in bowl games, beat Oklahoma. He did beat Oklahoma once. And if Charlie was anywhere near that, Charlie might still be the coach. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I think – I think Danny hit on it too with the the summer and the whole eyes of Texas controversy. It, it turned off a lot of uh, older, mostly uh, alumni and Longhorn fans. And, you know, that probably cost them a lot of support, maybe money, maybe season ticket holders, maybe a a suite uh, owners. Uh, So I agree with Danny. I don't think you can uh, remove that from the equation. And then, Tom's just not warm and cuddly. I mean, Brian listed all of his – well, not all of them, but he listed a bunch of the things off the rack. You're the bag. Yeah, and then when you add in a one-and-four record against OU, TCU owns them. They lose at Iowa State, what, you know, last two years in a row. They lose to Maryland twice. It's just – it, it wasn't going well. The decommitments. Yeah, decommitments. And th- there were a lot of yeah. reasons for that, but – you know, it's just—it's not an exciting hire on the face. It's like it doesn't move the needle, and it doesn't seem like a a serious upgrade. And so, 
to me, what this also does, I don't know about you three, but it, it puts the microscope on Chris Del Conte, too, as uh, as AD. And while, you know, I've said it's not his first rodeo, it's kind of his first national rodeo on the big-time stage. And and I don't think he handled it very well. Let me, let me, let me say this here because I'm going to have to jump. Um, I just – I, I want to say very clear that I, I got nothing against Steve Sarkeesian. I hope he does well for all our sakes. Sure. Um, you know, he's going to be inheriting an incredible, a potentially dynamic quarterback in Casey Thompson. He's going to be holding, you know, a fantastic thing in B. John Robinson. I still like Marvion Overshone, Josh Thompson, all the players that are coming back on defense. But again, said to your point, these bought the, the big guys, they got some explaining to do. There's no question about it. I mean, the way that Tom was basically dumped today, um, you want, we want to talk about conduct unbecoming. That was conduct unbecoming of Texas, I really thought today, the way that he was unceremoniously dumped as the head coach at UT. And they and let him Tom, dangle in the wind for a month. They let him dangle in the wind for a month. Who does that? That's just very unbecoming conduct. Not actually. Texas. And if you're going to fire Tom, I don't have a problem with them firing Tom. Right. I don't. I didn't, I don't, I didn't know that Tom was going to be the guy to get him there. But it's kind of how they fired him. That, that it's the way they got there. It's yeah, the way it, they got it, to the yeah. and I'm sure Tom is wondering, how did we get here? I know my faults as the head coach, but how did we get here? Danny, as we say goodbye to Brian, Danny, um, Sarkeesian to me is a great play caller. Uh, his record speaks for itself. What's your concern level for Sarkeesian the man? taking over a pressure cooker program, given his well-documented history? I think it's, uh, I don't think it's safe. Um, and it's not something I want to get into is judging someone else's demons because we all have issues. And um, Steve has been somewhat forthcoming when he's been asked to talk about, you know, you know what happened at USC. And he's definitely going to have, um, you know, to deal with that here. But I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to assume that if he loses to Oklahoma, things are going to spiral out of control. I think alcoholism is a serious disease, and I don't want to make li- make light of that. Um, just you know, Every, us three just talking about yes. us three talking about about football. So that's something he's personally going to have to to deal with, and um, I'm sure it's something that his bosses and um, us in the media are going to be are going to be paying attention to, and that's unfortunately going to just be part of the story. Going forward, I think all of us here hope that nothing happens and that he's living a healthy and, you know, great life going forward. And we can just talk about football and um, nothing about X, you know, nothing but X's and O's when it comes to him. So um, I don't really want to project on that. I think probably the biggest thing with him is, um, A, you know, who is he going to be hiring um, to be his assistants? What kind of staff is he going to put together? And then also, um, you know, what happens with this roster? Because there's going to be some players on this team that are going to, look around, um, kind of feel that Chris Del Conte and um, the president did them dirty again um, for, you know, once again um, in this past year. Um, they can't be happy with some of the things that happened this summer. And then to feel that their coach just kind of got taken away from them after being assured that he would he would be the coach in 2021. I'm sure there's some players who may be I hate looking, to go, I, I hate looking to go I elsewhere. Hate some signees who were just told, hey, he's the coach, and they signed two days later, and then all of a sudden – deuces and that's part of the business but i mean that's still that's dirty though kind of dirty. dirty so you know they're gonna have to keep that roster intact they're gonna have to hire some um 
good, good, good assistant coaches. And we're just going to see how these next couple of months, because these next couple of months are going to shape how these next few years go um, with, as far as him building the staff and him being able to retain some of the talent on this roster. Doc. It was, you're right, Danny. It was just dishonest. It's misleading. You, you can't tell recruits three days before signing day, he's our coach, he's our coach, and let them sign in good faith and then, you know, fire the guy three weeks later. You just don't treat people that way. You, you, you got to treat people with more class and dignity to that. And, you know, my thing is, okay, Texas, you want to do the right thing and, and be Texas where you change the world? Well, change it for the better and tell every one of those recruits, you can leave if you want. We will we'll sign, sign it. We'll sign the waiver. Yes. Sign your waiver. You can go anywhere you want. And that some, and some of those and some of those recruits Texas. aren't going to leave. They're they want to sure. be in Texas, and that's that's fair. But there's also, I'm sure, some coaches who or some of those recruits who signed for yeah. maybe not Tom Herman, but some of those assistants that are probably out the door too. But they talk all the time about making relationships, and oh, we're in a dead period because of the pandemic, and the dead period extends through April now. And you know, woe is us. We can't develop relationships. Well. You know, you can't really develop a relationship if you lie to people either. And I think that's what Texas did when they let it be known that Tom Herman would be back for the 2021 season. It wasn't it wasn't dubious or vague. And, and Danny, you and I and Brian were at the Alamo Bowl, and, you know, we noticed Del Conte after the game. He's down on the field very much removed and detached from this celebration, you know. He knew. Yeah, he, he, he clearly knew. He clearly knew. And uh, I would love to ask Sarkeesian and Chris, like, when did you first make contact with him? Who else did you make contact with? Because I know he's talked to other coaches, too. So it, the whole thing is just – it's, like, shady. It's just, you know, not very transparent and, and not a good look for the University of Texas. Personally, I like Chris. Uh, I enjoyed my conversations with him. But this was not a feather in his cap today. And, and may, it may prove to be a great hire. Sarkeesian may get Texas sure. into the CFP. Who knows? Sam yeah. Ellinger may come back. We don't know what's going to happen. But we do know that it was just not handled in, in a way befitting a, uh, a place that says it changes the world. I, I, I would be incensed if I was a parent of a kid whose assistant coach, whose recruiter came in and assured me, I'm going to take care of your son. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of him. He's going to go to class. I'm going to be on his butt. And he's going to play football. And he's going to stay out of trouble. And you look up, and now that coach you just talked to three weeks ago is out of a job. And he's Mm -hmm. not going to be coaching at Texas. And now you send your baby to a place where you have no idea who's going to be his mentor, who's going to be leading that program. It really is not a good look. Uh, we're going to have more on this. Check our stuff out on hook'em.com. Uh, more developments. The next uh, formal presser, his formal introductory press conference will be January 13th. But we're going to be writing a lot more before then and on that night, too. So for Brian Davis, go ahead. Before, before we get off, let me ask you one thing. Where do you guys think Tom goes from here? I mean, he's getting a nice That's little a going question. away present, but where, where does Tom go for, from here? Well, um, you know, ahead. Alabama needs an offensive coordinator. I, you know, their guy left is what I understand today. So he does have an opening there. I, I think he'll probably do like a lot of these head coaches. They sit out for a year. He's got a $15.4 million coming. And so, you know, a lot of coaches just jump right back in. Uh, you know, if I were Tom Herman, I'd just wait and 
see what's out there and uh, see what comes open. So I'll be surprised if he's a head coach somewhere next year, especially at this late juncture, already in January. Man, he's, he can take a breath. The, the chips are coming in, Danny. Uh, he'll, go be, he'll go be an analyst for a Power 5 team. He'll go work. He may go work for Nick Saban, for all we know. Why wouldn't he? Nick just lost his offensive coordinator. So he may go work for Nick Saban. Tom will be okay. Uh, I'm more concerned about the kids uh, who were affected by this and their families. And um, while we all wish Steve Sarkeesian luck, uh, because not a lot of coaches will get a second chance after how it went down at Southern Cal, um, I wish him luck. I wish him well. I wish Longhorn Nation well, but I think I think that this will be a rocky ride transitioning into the 2021 season. So check our stuff out on hook'em.com for Brian Davis and his absence. Daniel Davis and the Duck Kirk Bowles. Thanks for joining us on Longhorn Confidential. We'll see you next time.